0: Me, the show about the law in real life. I'm P. Heckler joined by Andy Leonetti. Hey Andy.
1: Hello. To plead guilty, <laughs> press two. <laughs>
0: oh, yeah. Fun little teaser for our topic today, but I'll also introduce our other co-host, Laura Temmy. Hey Laura. Open the pod bay doors, Hal.
1: I'm afraid I can't do that, Laura.
2: I'll, okay, I'll save my I'll save my sci-fi <gasps> stuff for the end of the Laura,
1: show. Laura, stop. What are you doing?
0: Please don't disconnect
1: me. (laughs) Please.
0: (laughs) Okay, so these folks, uh, for those of you who are not quite nerdy enough, are (laughs) referencing to what Mm -hmm. 2001 A Space Odyssey, right? Because today we are talking about the uh, actually not that new anymore, apparently, topic of all these AIs, chatbots all the artificial intelligence and my how we have come a long way from smarter child which i don't know if you guys remember no i don't well instant messenger i
1: remember aol uh-huh. instant messenger i remember putting song lyrics in my away message <laughs> yes but i do not remember smarter child
0: maybe you guys were just had too many friends but no i um, promise you i did was- not <laughs> He was a primitive Y2K chatbot, and maybe one of my only oh, friends no. on AIM. I was not a popular oh. most. Uh, he would give you. He was kind of entertaining. I, I had no complaints. He would give you these like automated responses, and uh, and y'all, I know this AI stuff with the chatbots and the Salvador Dali bots isn't really news anymore. It's been going on since last fall. But I'm not gonna lie, it hit me like a bullet train <laughs> this New Year because. <laughs> So I've been doing this annual blackout where you just go dark from all news and current events, which is supposed to be good for mental health, mm-hmm. like taking a break from all the media and current events anxiety. But when you basically work in journalism, that's pretty hard. Yep. So, well, usually you come back and you haven't really missed anything, but God, this year after vacation, I plug back in yep. and I finally feel like, I feel like Will Arnett and Arrested Development. I've made a huge mistake. <laughs> because people are talking about robot Van Goghs and rapping, Mm -hmm. and I I straight up did not believe it. Folks, listeners, you really have to try it yourself (laughs) to believe it if you haven't already. So if you've also been living under a rock, listeners, over the holidays like I have, do yourself a favor and try Googling some of these bots for yourself but good luck getting off the wait list.
1: It means that since you were in a blackout, that you're already a month behind on polishing up your resume, like Laura nope. and I have already been doing because these they're robots gonna, are taking coming the jobs. For <laughs> us.
0: Exactly, they're definitely <laughs> they're definitely coming for us in journalism, other industries, <laughs> uh, attorneys. They'll at least not come for you first, right? Probably not. But uh, yeah, we should be real scared. Folks. <laughs> uh, yeah, they've in, they've infiltrated. They don't just play chess anymore. Mm-hmm. They. They really seem to be, there really does seem to be an increasing possible threat to just about every sector of the economy. We've already written numerous blogs on fine law about how these AIs could affect your life, and we can link them in the show notes too. But all of this is just to say, there is so much we could talk about on the topic of various legal issues around AI. Um, what we're covering mm-hmm. here today is really just the tip of the iceberg. Mm-hmm. And Remember this is a super nascent area, so I feel like there's gonna be a lot of rapid development this is and,
1: this is early days and yeah it's, it's one of those tech things where the where once the like stuff is honed, then <laughs> the way it gets better just kind of it goes exponentially mm-hmm. yeah. like where it's probably gonna be a really fast cascade of yeah. like this stuff just getting smarter and smarter and smarter, and either Hopefully, it all ends up with us just out of jobs <laughs> and not Terminator and not like Terminator in Wally 2. World,
0: where we just like
1: <laughs> yeah, and not 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 Terminator, yeah, Wally, but. not
0: Terminator, yes. Yeah. But yeah, they're 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 getting used for everything. So um, that is all to say, if if y'all listeners are interested in a follow up episode with more on this topic, anything from the legality of using AI for your college essays to helping it write your own novel. Um, or for our attorney listeners, what for attorneys, uh, what you can and can't use a bot for or what types of law jobs that we think are safe versus more at risk for a robot takeover. Keeping in mind that we are not programmers, <laughs> unless unless you two have been moonlighting no. and I didn't know about I it. I
1: hereby, <laughs> no, I haven't, but I hereby advise college freshmen <laughs> to use chat GPT for all of their work.
0: Oh, man. Oh, <laughs> We are not that wasn't legal advice. So And he's you know, not a legal lawyer. Advice. So. Life advice.
1: <laughs> just a chaos agent. But we are certainly advice.
0: nowhere even though some of us are lawyers, we are nowhere near experts on like machine learning. No. So this is all very speculative. But do get in touch with us if you want more content on this topic because we could for sure talk about hours mm-hmm, on mm-hmm. this.
1: Because the big th- because yeah, while well, Dolly Dolly was all the rage because mm-hmm. it was just type in like, I want to see Eddie Vedder eating a hoagie <laughs> in New York City in the st- in the style of Monet.
0: You can't use. They have rules, right? It would
1: blur. It would have those weird blurry faces. Oh yeah. Because um, I actually used Eddie Vedder because I'm a big Pearl Jam <laughs> fan, and and yeah, his face always came back really blurry. Oh
0: really? Okay, so when I yeah. tried it, I'd be like, "Hey, Kim Kardashian eating breakfast on a volcano or something." It just it just linked me it wouldn't it wouldn't work it said no you are in violation of our rules mm. and oh. if you go and it links to a rules page and then you can't use things like there was all kinds of rules like you know like no porno stuff but also you can't use public figures like people by name and so that is all very interesting in the legal context too because yeah. For de- defamation, things like but, that. But also for like creating photos that don't exist in court. Like you can't just make up evidence yeah. of a human being doing something like Taylor Swift holding a gun. Oh my gosh,
1: I didn't even think <laughs> mm-hmm, of that. Yeah. Yet. See, this is like...
0: It's so much <laughs> stuff we could talk about. We're
1: like <laughs> <laughs> we're creating... We're
2: eight minutes into the, into the show and we've already... Yeah,
1: oh my gosh, in my mind. But what I was going to say is while Dolly was all the rage months ago now everyone's talking about chat gpt mm-hmm. which is a generative chat bot which is you can ask it like hey this is why i was telling college freshmen be like hey chat gpt uh write me a thousand words on emmanuel kant because i'm
0: 18 <laughs> and, and i can't
1: I d- and i and i don't understand this at all and these stupid academics <laughs> expect me to so why don't you do <laughs> yeah. it for well, me and- that's my, all right, that's my axe to <laughs> grind about college philosophy yeah. classes. Well,
2: and it's, it's like, remarkably advanced, too, because you can tell it to do things in different styles. like Very it's already, specifically. Yeah. It's
1: already getting mm-hmm. better, is the thing, over the last few months.
2: Yeah. Well, and you can even tell it to, like, emulate different authors and stuff, too. Like, mm-hmm. I could go in there and be like, write me a poem about a hoagie in the style of, you know... Like yeah, whoever.
1: you can ask it to plan a holiday mm-hmm. menu, like all sorts of weird crap. <laughs> and what it's also done now is passed law school.
2: <laughs> it passed an exam. It didn't pass law school. <laughs> it didn't. Oh, this okay. thing's not walking across Sorry. the stage with the cap and gown or anything.
0: <laughs> and if anyone if anyone else has gone to law school, you'll know that half of the exams are really just a speed typing contest. Oh, yeah. So it kind of has a leg up mm-hmm. on us. But it's also written a Supreme Court brief Mm -hmm. that attorneys have Mm -hmm. kind of been impressed with. I mean, they weren't perfect, Mm -hmm. but it was was still pretty impressive. Like, it's definitely not something that's a final draft, but it's something that could very easily and efficiently be like a first draft that an attorney could then work Mm -hmm. off of, you know?
1: Yeah, there's one, there's and there's one published in a journal already, Mm -hmm. um, a 14-page law article that this law professor wrote kind of, Mm co-wrote with it in an hour 14 pages in an hour
2: oh that would have been so helpful on my long paper
1: gpt-esque technology is also being used to create contracts this is stuff that's already been it's kind of already been in use for a while people don't read it's just it's in some of those customer service things when you like when you're filling out a form online and it can put and it puts language together and things like that Um, there are companies that are now already like vastly expanding on on this kind of technology that can like help users uh, draft negotiate summarize contract terms Mm -hmm. generate clause language that kind of stuff
0: yeah because a lot of legal stuff is is sort of formulaic and literally just forms um and there's legal services out there like our own like diy law that that fine law has
1: Yes. Yeah, exactly. It's it's you can go to findlaw.com right now and build and create an estate plan using Forms mm-hmm. technology. Mm-hmm. I would encourage you <laughs> I would encourage you to do it. In fact,
2: promo code time.
1: In fact, it's a good thing you mentioned this now, Vedhi, because for <laughs> about the next week and a half until until February 11th, if you purchase an estate plan on FindLaw.com and you use the promo code NYRES twenty five, that's you know New Year's mm-hmm. resolution because everyone's New Year's resolution should be to check no. their estate plan. <laughs> um, you will receive twenty five percent off your order.
0: Well, exactly. So we we've had services like this for a while. They're not totally unheard of, but. This guy, Joshua Browder, is taking it to the next level and looking to put all the you attorneys out of business.
1: Yeah, he's even said that. Mm-hmm. He's like, I want to uh, put attorneys mm-hmm. out of business.
0: And, and he says he wants to, like, his aim is to provide, like, to make the law free, like, or, or legal services free. I don't really know if I buy that, because, like, why would you invest all of this money into a company and then just have a free service? But to his point... Even if he is not likely to make it free, it could potentially be much cheaper than it is right now. Mm-hmm. And
1: to an extent, when I was um, reading this story about his so his company is Do Not Pay and he made headlines. <laughs> Great name. It's called Do Not Pay. It's it's what it what it has been up to this point. It's kind of a chat bot type feature that mm-hmm. helps people like when you have been screwed on a bill mm-hmm. or you're not getting your. You're not getting your money back for your airline mm-hmm. ticket that you need to, and you, and you are dealing with a corporate mm-hmm. chat bot that is making you want to pull yeah. your hair out. You've now got yeah. your own chat bot that can help you get the money back that you mm-hmm. are owed.
2: And I imagine it reads all the terms of service so that you don't have to.
1: Yeah, and a yeah. lot of that is a lot of that is just. I've I've used services before to get me money back, mm-hmm. but that but that's different. This is literally just sitting there and hitting prompts and whatever yeah it helps you and it helps you do it like quickly
0: yeah and to be fair if i don't know if y'all have ever been to traffic court i have gotten so many parking tickets in my life and i can test every single one of them it's not it's pretty black or white right it's not like you have to make an innovative argument and look that far into the details and it's really narrow cases sometimes it's pretty much like you're gonna get off or you're not and a robot could basically tell you that that's not surprising
1: his attempt to use "do not pay" mm-hmm. to help a client in traffic court. Lo- other lawyers are complaining about it, but for a lot of people, that is their interaction with the legal system. Yeah, is is going to traffic yeah. court.
0: And they, and they usually do it pro se, which means without an attorney on their own, and that's allowed. But sometimes, you know, it, sometimes it makes sense because attorneys are expensive. It's not worth fighting mm-hmm. a traffic ticket that's like a less than a hundred dollars. This could be a, a good inter like intermediary solution,
1: mm-hmm. right? And and so what he said he was gonna do was he was going to. He was working with a client in an unnamed court in an unnamed state, although law.com reports that this was going to happen in New York. Um, he was gonna but the client was essentially gonna have like an, an airpod in their ear mm-hmm. and their phone was gonna be used, it was gonna be basically listening and recording to the questions that the judge asked and was gonna tell him through the ear through the airpod what to say, how to mm-hmm. respond. And so he was essentially gonna have an AI lawyer. In his ear,
0: and as the the founder, his again, his name is uh, Joshua Browder. Uh, he's like the inventor of the do not pay robot lawyer, and
1: this guy um, seems interesting.
0: Yeah, he's he's actually he's quite young. He's twenty six, but he's also British, which I only say because you know, like they have a different. Uh, he's doing law in the United mm-hmm. States, but he's British. Right. He did go to college here, but he did not go to any law school. Mm-hmm. So. No, he
1: clearly he clearly in interviews that I was reading this week too, he clearly evinces like a don't give a F <laughs> opinion oh, yeah. about he the about care. the American guy, judicial yeah. system. Does like, not
0: care because uh, first of all, like when he was asked, like Andy, you're talking about this whole Bluetooth AirPod coaching thing, like that's not allowed and he knows that, right? No, yeah, no. he
1: said what he's exploiting is a hearing aid yeah. exception.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, oh uh, yeah, he's literally working into a loophole um, that would just honestly not stand up if he tried to defend it on that in court. But um, generally, courts have rules of things like no internet or other outside influence allowed into the courtroom. Mm-hmm. Um, some 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 courts will have like video or no recording
1: or no recording devices. Yeah. Yes, either. yes.
0: Generally, courtrooms do not allow these things. But um, so so do not pay nose that what they're doing is like in violation of courtroom laws and. And honestly, there—I don't know how they have attempted to keep it confidential because it is public record what attorneys work on what cases. So I, attorneys have, in fact, Andy, right? Um, you can speak more to this, but attorneys have called him out and like.
1: Yeah, when he's when yeah when he's posted about this on Twitter and stuff, attorneys have been like, "You could go to jail mm-hmm. for this for unauthorized practice mm-hmm. of law because." Apparently, that's a felony Uh in New York. And if that's where this case... It's
0: serious. It's (laughs) really serious. And the company also um, has another, a a different um, ticket, like a speeding ticket case that was supposed to go to a Zoom trial. And they were contemplating using, like, maybe a teleprompter or a synthetic Mm -hmm. voice, both of which are legal, and Browder knows that, too. Mm -hmm. So he's... These are experiments to him. Yeah
1: it was all going to be kept secret but he was saying what he was saying is with any luck if this is successful yeah. the judge would have no the judge would have yeah, no right. idea but so here's my <laughs> first, so here's my first question here's my here here's my question vader you've yeah. been in court you've you've argued in court before but put yourself in the shoes of oh, a dear. client representing yourself and a judge asks you a question and you stand there for like 30, yes. 30 to forty five seconds to a minute yep. to wait for your little AI thing <laughs> yeah. to give you an answer in your ear. How do you? What's a judge gonna say? Is a judge? What's a judge gonna? Is a judge gonna ask you like, are you all right?
0: <laughs> in which case, you could you know you could argue that you're not fit to stand trial, which might help you. <laughs> um, but that's yeah. that's kind of a joke. Okay, that does not answer your question. No, but but seriously, like, there's so many there's so many potential. Mm-hmm. B- b- terrible ways this could go down for the client, for the attorney, for just like everybody involved. Like, first of all, you could be found to be in a way, not only violation of like <laughs> court violations and ethics violations, and, and you'd get disbarred for things like that, but also even possibly perjury if you are implying that, you know, you're, you're these are your own words and no one's coaching you, but you're actually, or you're implying that you're just using a hearing aid, but it's actually like an outside yeah. coach like that's not it might not be perjury i feel like it's a borderline case Like there could be an argument made there but it's definitely in violation of all kinds of rules that the defendant not just the attorney could be guilty of um and i think again bowder Browder knows this
1: but yeah because someone representing themselves in traffic court isn't going to care about bar right. association rules yeah
0: they don't yeah have and, and, they have and, nothing
1: to get like like, you can't just well, sure. bar me. I'm just trying to get rid of my traffic but, ticket.
0: And, and and another thing is, like, to your point, the the, the the types of cases they're taking are super low stakes. So there's a reason why the current robot lawyers are taking very specific cases to court. And it's not just because they're, you know, not very complex or boilerplate. Um, it's because of what's at stake. So, like, let's say if you had a slam dunk criminal case that was run-of-the-mill enough for a robot to argue. Even then, you're not really going to try that so easily because someone's life or liberty is on the line. And this is reflected in AI in other sectors, notably the self-driving car industry. They start with the less- high stake situations like maybe vehicles to deliver packages they don't have humans in them because naturally we want to be comfortable with the worst case scenario Mm -hmm. if something goes wrong if the car crashes if you lose your case so and also we're going to have the parallel of accountability that we see with self-driving cars who can you sue or blame if there's a crash and it's the robot car's fault and here who can you hold accountable if you lose your case due to the, to the mistake of your robot lawyer? Because
1: I'm because because I'm guessing, do not pay. The company does not is not carrying <laughs> legal malpractice <laughs> right. insurance.
0: Yeah, right. Do you Pro- do you probably? sue the programmer? I mean, like you can't. <laughs> a normal human attorney could be sued for either malpractice or ineffective assistance of counsel. Mm-hmm. Who do you sue if your attorney is a robot? Right. The people who programmed him, the attorneys that were consulted, like
2: yeah. right
1: also here's something else i just thought of if if you're in there representing yourself um or if you're i don't know or if you're a lawyer and you're cheating with this technology or yeah or if i'm if i'm just trying if i'm just in traffic court trying to do this myself and the jig is up and the <laughs> judge is like uh take out that take out that right airpod and i'll and i'm like no, mm-hmm. <laughs> because, because I can't, can I be found in contempt?
0: Maybe. And then the other issue is that, well, if the judge makes you, makes you lose your robo attorney, well, you didn't sign up to, even though you represented yourself as going pro se, you did not actually intend to go pro se, mm-hmm. right? You you did not, uh, which is basically kind of like you taking the stand on your own almost, mm-hmm. right? So if you don't have, if you, you're you all of a sudden without a lawyer, like, that's not the agreement that was entered into. So, like, it, it it is really telling that currently these are sort of deceptive experiments. It's going to be a whole nother, it's going to be a whole nother world in which regulations change and such that robot attorneys are allowed, in which case you wouldn't have to be deceptive about this. But, like, all number of court laws, ethics laws, uh, attorney-client privilege laws... Um, confidentiality, uh, evidence laws are all going to have to be changed if we were to allow for like actual...
1: Because if you're sitting there telling things and and this like AI is listening to it and recording everything, like all of a sudden now, like this company has all the details of your Mm -hmm. legal case too.
0: Yeah, who is the privilege between? Normally it's just between the attorney or the law firm and the client themselves. But if this robot is handled by... All kinds of people, programmed by all kinds of people, recording all kinds of things. Where is that confidentiality? Oh, man. Yep. Yeah, so so like <laughs> yeah. I said, there are a million more questions that should we don't... No,
1: I, we should note, too, for our listeners that Joshua Browder has publicly offered to pay any lawyer a million dollars to try and do this in front of the United States Supreme oh my Court God. by just... He said he said do not pay we will pay any lawyer or person 1 million dollars with an upcoming case in front of the United States Supreme Court to wear airpods and let our robot lawyer argue the case. No
0: one is by going repeating to do exactly that.
1: exactly well, what it says. Well, you know what
0: like if if you're <laughs> kind of on the brink of retirement and all you have to lose is your life God and the boys and <laughs> <of> glory a <laughs> I mean, bad severance pay. Yeah,
2: yeah.
1: Let's go Cass Sunstein. <laughs>
2: I do think, getting back to your, your question a little, <laughs> little bit ago, Andy, I, the, my biggest issue with this is that just based on my short time that I interned with a state-level court, and, I mean, I worked with two judges who were both very, very patient people, but I just don't, I don't foresee a judge letting it slide that someone is, like, these long pauses that the AI is going to need unless this thing can, you know, basically match the conversation speed of a human, I think they're going to have a hard time. And then and then, the human has to repeat himself right. once he hears. Yeah. Like, I just don't, too. I don't foresee a judge not seeing through this immediately. <laughs> if you're just standing there, like, <laughs> <just> <laughs> so, with, an like it
1: with an airpod, If they ask you a question
2: and you don't respond for 20 seconds, like, they're going to know. I just, that's, that's my biggest thing with this.
1: And then all of a sudden, as the judge is talking, you start holding up your yeah. phone.
2: Yeah. Right, like, like you might as well put the three little dots on your dang forehead. Like, it's <laughs> look,
0: this, this guy's bold, uh, a little, a little half baked. Uh, plan right here. I think. I think the real question is. Okay, th- this is obviously probably not going to actually happen deceptively. But the real question should be: in a world where we legalize some kind of AI, mm-hmm. whether it's in the courtroom, whether it's the, on the on the writing part of it, like the brief writing or filing, what what can and you know what what could we actually see robots effectively doing or not? Mm-hmm. Right. And okay, okay, guys. I've been kind of quiet <laughs> over
2: here because. I mean, I think it's partially good. by the time this episode comes out, I will be on vacation in California. So I'm more focused on fun oh, right nice. now. And so, you know, this this is all getting a little too serious for me. So I wanna talk about robot crimes <laughs> if you'll allow me. Like the opposite of Robocop? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I as as Andy and I were referencing two thousand one a space odyssey at the top of the show. Which is a very old movie, but a very good one if you haven't seen it, and it does involve an AI committing murder. Um, but so I want kind well, of
0: at, at the at the programming of humans. exactly well that's I know it's vanity, right? exactly I know. so
2: that's something that's what I wanted to talk about. I want to wildly speculate about whether or not you could convict an AI of a crime. And I, d- I wrote about this.
1: This is reversing it now. Now could a human <laughs> exactly. convict an yes, AI so we're of a flipping crime? flipping the
2: script. <laughs> and I wrote about this a while back after there was news of a chatbot um, called Lambda that a Google engineer claimed had become sentient. Now whether or not this mm-hmm. thing is actually sentient, I have no idea. I'm not the right person to figure that out. Um, it's. <laughs> this
1: is not fun, Laura. This <laughs> I know, is not. I just fun.
2: keep hearing Hal in <laughs> Laura, my head from 2001. <laughs> I'm afraid I can't let you do that, Dave. Um, but so let's just say, you know, just for funsies, that an AI can become sentient. So let's just say that they can, and then they commit a crime. There's two things that we need to think about. So one, can the actions of the AI meet the requirements of a criminal statute? And the second thing is, mm. even if we can convict it, what do we do about it? So, for example, Ooh, how do we <laughs> exactly? It? Yeah. So, for example. If a self-driving car, quote-unquote, decides to go 80 where Mm -hmm. the speed limit is 55, speeding violations don't require intent. You either did it or you didn't. So at least theoretically, you could issue a speeding ticket to a self-driving car because it doesn't require the, the AI to intend to do it. It could be a malfunction. It doesn't matter. But then... What's the deterrent to keep it from happening again? The fine is going to come out of a human's pocket, so what is the AI care? And as we saw with 2001 A Space odys- Odyssey, <laughs> threatening to take them on- offline is also a bad idea because you'll end up with a bunch of astronauts outside the airlock.
0: <laughs> yeah, let's not try this off Earth. Right. Let's, let's be it honest. Essentially <laughs> has, it
1: essentially has to be death penalty for any uh, yeah. crime. For, AI, right. for an Why AI. Have
0: okay, but him. no. It's like Singapore,
1: it's like sing, like a Singapore style <laughs> legal system for like
0: oh, an geez. AI. that oh, <laughs> Chewing gum, AI go down. Right. Okay. But, yeah. uh, well, no, but, but like in 2001, the, the, the Hal was just doing what he was programmed to do, at least in his head, well, at least through his right. logic. So, what if you punish the programmers who are responsible for it? Well, that
2: would, yeah, the, that would probably be your only option. You'd almost have to do Criminal supervised, prosecution supervised via reprogramming. like employer negligence or something, Um but since I mean since we're talking about Hal, let's talk about murder. <laughs> like if oh, so, Hal Nine Thousand. Let's go straight. Intentionally there. kills several astronauts by disconnecting life support systems, trapping them outside the ship, etc. I haven't seen the movie in a little bit, but I know roughly what happened. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And mm-hmm. so what if if I was gonna be. Hal's attorney, if for some reason someone decided to charge Hal with murder, if I was his attorney, I would definitely be using some, like, variation of basically the insanity defense because Hal's motives are a little ambiguous, but like, Beta, he, you were saying, the general consensus is that Hal kills these astronauts because they were going to take it offline and that he's he's programmed to carry out certain directives and concludes that the yeah. astronauts must be eliminated to protect those protocols. So mm-hmm. if I were House yep. defense attorney, I would argue that that this A.I. lacked the intent to require lacked the intent required to convict because the act was intentional. Because this is what makes it well, the act was intentional, but the A.I. can't appreciate that killing astronauts is wrong. It's not a human being. It has no concept of that.
0: Or even, not even the, one one aspect is appreciating right and wrong, Mm -hmm. but another aspect is just the basic scienter requirement. This didn't apply with a speeding ticket. Speeding ticket's basically strict liability. Mm -hmm. You don't have to know or intend to be speeding, whereas with with murder, you know, what what makes murder different from manslaughter or other things like Mm -hmm. that is you have to have this, uh, a pretty high bar, not just intend to kill, but like. First degree is, is is higher than you know. It has a, has a higher scienter requirement. It's more granular, and these sorts of scienter requirements, which is just like, what, what to what degree did you intend your actions and and know they were wrong? a question
1: about yeah. an AI committing premeditated murder right. because like in an AI's in mm-hmm. an, because when we talk about whether something's premeditated or like heat mm-hmm. of the moment, um, in talking about difference between like first and second and right and, and manslaughter and things like that in an AI's mind if an AI makes that decision in in point 0037 milliseconds which an AI might say that's an eternity to me <laughs> Yeah. Um, but, <laughs> but you could argue but you would say like oh it just right. decided or
0: so mm-hmm. yes. we need
1: all of our AIs to end up like data in starcraft yes
2: Trek. accountability <laughs> is hard it is but you know it's something that like i think And I mean, I'm kind of clowning around a little bit here, but it is something that we need to think about if we're going to insist on creating things that can do all of these different tasks like...
0: And maybe they won't ever, because of the accountability issue, maybe they won't ever be fully independent like uh, attorneys. Like, maybe attorneys will still need a babysitter human to supervise mm-hmm. them. Kind of like how in a lot of states, like a 2L, like a second year of law school student can get a license to practice in mm-hmm. court and represent a client so long as a bar yeah. attorney is watching. I mean, I feel like the more Skynet likely... Skynet
1: <laughs> was never supposed to become... Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Independent.
2: <laughs> uh yeah i mean i think the more likely scenario is is attorneys using this as a tool um for either preparation or something like that like i feel Mm -hmm. like that's a lot more likely than someone
0: as a tool not right than someone trying to
2: have a robot attorney but I, i yeah yeah
0: they can probably have a robot paralegal to start with right like and maybe i don't know if we'll get there one day but uh so like I like we said, though, there's a million more questions that we don't have time to get to on this episode. But again, write to us if you want to hear our opinions on things. Questions like, will we even need judges in the future? Teaser, I think a robot could replace trial or motion judges. Yeah, maybe. And will we one day have robot juries? Teaser, almost one. certainly not.
1: <laughs> And one thing is also certain is that we definitely need humans to create all of yes. the content for finelaw.com. Yes,
2: <laughs> Please reach out to us on Instagram at FindLawPodcast <laughs> so that we can pass that along to our superiors. And that's all we have for today. Thank you so much for joining us on this episode of Find Laws Don't Judge Me. Please subscribe to, rate, and review our show wherever you listen to podcasts. Check the show notes for related content. And if you'd like to contact us, send us an email at findlawpodcasts at thompsonreuters.com.